Hi everyone, I'm your host Hannah A and welcome back to another episode on the Solving Singapore podcast where we talk about the most notorious true crime cases that have happened right on this island. The story I'm telling you today is so crazy and pretty disturbing as you can already tell by the title. You would have never guessed that a murder this drastic would have happened in a country like Singapore. I'm not going to spoil the story just yet, so sit tight and get ready to hear about Singapore's curry murder. On December 18, 1984, a woman named Nagaratha Valley Ramaya rushed down to the Juchiat police station to file a missing report of her husband, 34-year-old Ayakanu Marumitu. You see, apparently Ayakanu left to go gambling just six days ago on December 12th to Genting Highlands, a resort in Malaysia. She claims that she hasn't seen her husband in days and therefore the police decided to help her out by filing a missing persons report. Ayakanu worked as a caretaker for holiday chalets in the Changi area. He was not only a husband to Nagaratha, but a father to their three children. He and his family lived on a small house behind Orchard Road Presbyterian Church. Keep this in mind, as this is one of the key places that you'll hear more about later on in the episode. For two years, the police still did not find any sign of Ayakanu. Until one day, on January 9, 1987, Detective G. Ayagumalai, let's call him Detective G, who worked for Singapore's Criminal Investigation Department, received a tip-off from an anonymous informer that Ayakanu was not actually missing, rather, he was murdered. And the way Ayakanu was murdered was so unbelievable that it shocked the detective and sent chills down his spine. The informer described that Ayakanu was murdered and then his body was chopped up into pieces and cooked into curry. So obviously, Detective G thought to himself that there was no way a murder this horrific could have happened in Singapore. He was initially disgusted and skeptical, but also decided to tell his senior officers about this tip. His senior officers were also very skeptical, but they thought to themselves, maybe something like this could have happened in Singapore. I mean, it must have been so important and maybe true that someone would have come up to them and give them this tip. So they instructed him to conduct inquiries on this case. According to an article by the Straits Times, from mid-January to March 23rd, that same year, nearly 30 people were questioned about this case. The police gathered information from a number of suspects, and they even questioned a mutton butcher. On March 23rd, something crazy happened. According to an article by Alex Chow for Infopedia, from 2 a.m. in the morning that day, five police teams raided different locations at the same time, including a flat in Jurong East, a caretaker's quarters on Nether Raven Road, and the Orchard Road Presbyterian Church. By 9 a.m., a total of Eight suspects were brought into custody from the police's pre-dawn raids, and you would never believe who those suspects were. The suspects who the police brought in were 
Are you ready for this? Marumitu's wife, Ramira, the one who actually reported him missing, his mother-in-law, and Ramira's three brothers and their wives. At first, all of the suspects denied knowing anything about Ayakanu being murdered. However, it only took two days until someone decided to talk. One of the suspects gets talking, and they describe to the police that on the night of December 12, 1984, Mr. Ayakanu was lured into the Orchard Road Presbyterian Church. While in the kitchen, he was bludgeoned to death with an iron metal rod before he was chopped up into small pieces and cooked into curry with chili powder and spices in a large aluminum pot. The cooked human remains, including the cracked pieces of his skull and his bones, were packed into black plastic bags and dumped at several roadside dustbins. And on March 24th, the police arrested Ayakanu's wife, her brothers, their wives, for the murder of Ayakanu Marumitu, and his mother-in-law and sister-in-law were also arrested for assisting in the murder. Also, remember how it was mentioned that the police questioned a mutton butcher? Turns out, this butcher was one of Ramira's brothers, who was also part of the murder. That same year, the six suspects were trialed for murder. They were looking at a possible death penalty if they were convicted. On the day of the trial, there were approximately 200 people who were seated in the courtroom to witness it. The prosecution ruled that there was insufficient evidence to charge any of the suspects for the murder of Ayakanu, as none of the victims' remains, the murder weapon, nor the pot that cooked the curry were found. Until this day, none of the substantial evidence from the case has been found, and the main suspects of the case are still able to walk free. Therefore, this case remains unsolved. Okay, so something that hasn't been talked about so far yet is the motive. Why would someone's whole family kill a guy, and even more, why would they chop him up and murder him and hit him with a rod and cook him into curry. That is crazy. And that obviously shows like a crime of passion or a crime, or a crime of hatred. Like they hated this dude. So there was no actual reports or any police reports of abuse. However, it was widely known that Ayakanu did abuse his wife and was very violent and very aggressive towards her. So many people think that his wife and her family killed him for revenge and it was kind of a crime of hatred and they wanted to get back at him also i believe maybe the wife could be in danger from ayakanu but there are no official sources that say so so ultimately we really don't know but that is my theory there are many red flags in this case besides the fact that ayakanu was made into human curry there was that the fact that this murder was committed in a church that this church still exists today. It's in the middle of Orchard Road and you can easily just go there. Um, also that eight people participated in this murder and it was kept unknown for three, around three years. No one knew that Ayakanu was missing besides his family and 
And I wonder if people actually knew that Ayakanu was missing because no one really brought it up until the informer came up to the CID investigator and told him that he was murdered. And strangely, something very similar happened in 2014. It has so many parallels to this Kari murder, and I'm just about to tell you about it. So, in 2019, the burnt corpse of a toddler was found in a metal pot inside a HDB flat at Chin Sui Road. So a 31-year-old man and a 30-year-old woman were charged on September 17 that year for murdering their two-and-a-half-year-old daughter in 2014. So this little girl's remains were burned and they were inside the metal pot for five years and no one knew. No one knew she was missing because she was only two years old just like the Curry murder case where no one knew that Ayakanu was missing. And this couple, the parents of this poor little girl, left her burnt remains in the pot for five years. Five whole years, her body was inside the pot. And only after five years, when the neighbors reported the pungent smell from their unit, was when these terrible parents finally got caught by the police and are charged for the murder of their own daughter. The mom is also facing 12 more charges for abuse of her other four children. Although the Curry murder does remain unsolved, both of these murders show that something drastic and terrible like this can happen if small instances of abuse and any suspicions aren't reported. Singapore's anti-violence hotline along with the Crime Library Singapore's number will be linked down below if you have any more information on the murder. Thank you for listening to today's episode. This is the Solving Singapore Podcast.